everyone is on a different journey. So just like stay in your lane. Like don't compare yourself to someone else. And like, you don't need to feel guilty about anything. Like if you had your cookie, I hope you enjoyed it. Like tomorrow's a new day or like lunchtime is a new meal. Like it's not a big deal. Not all is lost. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast. Based on the comedic social channel, all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, welcoming you to, oh oh wow, almost our last episode of the year. Guys, we are wrapping up 2020 and getting ready to head into the holiday season. And this week, we have Vanessa Rosetto in the house helping us keep it healthy through the end of the year. Vanessa is a registered dietitian who co-founded her private practice, Kalina Health, which has a number of celebrity clients. She's been featured in Essence, Healthline, and Hallmark, to name a few. And we're going to talk about some classic food mistakes we make over the holidays, family pressure around food, overeating and mental health, some healthy hacks, how to gain control over emotional eating, and so much more. I know, especially after the year we've had in 2020, it can be easy to be like, you know what, fuck it, and just go absolutely ham these last few weeks of the year. And if that's what you want to do, I mean, hey, you do you, boo. But there have been studies that show it can take months to reverse holiday weight gain. And more importantly, it can just really affect our mood and psyche heading into the new year. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to have like a fresh start in 2021. And it can just be harder to start off on the right foot if we dig ourselves into a hole over the holidays. So Vanessa is going to give us some tips and tricks so we can still indulge and enjoy the holidays without going overboard. And I think you guys are just really going to enjoy her fun and lighthearted approach to everything. I mean, she definitely makes eating well attainable and just not so serious. So with that, we're going to jump right into this episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tis the season to treat yourself and give yourself the gift of a good night's sleep with a Helix mattress. If you've been thinking about upgrading your mattress, now is the time, folks. Helix offers a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus 
Plus mattress for our plus size folks. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the Midnight Lux style because I sleep on my side and move around basically all night long. And I got it in the Cali King version. I mean, I still can't get over how easy the whole process was. Like I didn't have to put on pants and go to a mattress store or talk to people, which is hard no thanks. Our mattress was delivered right to our door. And since it came in a box, it was easy to transport to our second floor without having like a whole raw Skeller from friends pivot situation. The mattress is soft, but still really supportive. And the whole fam is just really loving it. And you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So if you're ready for a better night's sleep, just go to helixsleep.com slash big kid. Take that little two minute sleep quiz and they're going to match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free and they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But I do have a feeling that you will. As a partner of this podcast, Helix has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash big kid. So if you're in the market for a new mattress, definitely take advantage of this awesome offer. Again, just head to helixsleep.com slash big kid. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm sitting here with Vanessa Rosetto. Welcome to the show. We got a registered dietitian in the house. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad you could be here um, this week. I know we're heading into the holidays. It's usually a time where shit hits the fan health-wise. I mean, I'm kind of... I feel like in 2020 especially, I mean, most of so many of us have already gained the COVID-19. <laughs> you know, like kind of all of the regular rules. Maybe we were doing really great before, but I feel like everything has just kind of gone out the window. And now we're hitting the holidays. So it's like kicking into high gear. So I'm really glad you could you could join us. Yes, thank you. I always say like Halloween is like the first Reese's peanut butter cup, like di- like into like the decline. Like everyone just says like, fuck it, I'm going to eat everything in sight. Yeah, like, that's it. Can confirm. So funny. Can confirm. Yes. <laughs> and, and also everyone gained 19 pounds uh, during COVID, except for my husband who had got like a six pack. Um, that's not even an exaggeration. No. Yeah, he became like hyper focused. Like in between his meetings, he would do like push ups, and now he's a six. Oh my, that's that's so, infuriating, actually. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, same. Everyone's like, uh, Michael looks great. I'm like, please don't talk about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is funny. I remember talking to my girlfriends. Um, like through through quarantine and there was like half of us who were like drinking a bottle of wine and eating every like everything in sight and the other half were doing like prison workouts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like trapped in their house doing like push-ups and pull-ups. I'm like, what is it's, going on here? Yes. That's my husband. He's like, what else can you do? I'm like, who are you? I'm like, what is going on? Benjamin Buttons. He looks younger every day. I'm like ridiculous. That's so messed up. That's so messed up. If my fiance pulls that shit, I'm not going to be okay I'm with telling it. telling you. It's it's not even funny. Like something happens, they turn like over forty, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you trying to get a new family? What's happening here? He's like, no, 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 no. It's good. We're good. You like start like sneaking stuff into their uh, food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, eat these cookies. He's like, what? I'm gonna eat them. They're good. They're good. 
from the registered dietitian. I love it. Yes. Yes. Um, well, real quick, I kind of wanted to give the audience a little bit of a background on you and and um, you know how you got into this work and kind of give us give us your give us your little spiel. Sure. So I I actually have a degree in marketing and I decided to go back to school to become a registered dietitian after actually meeting with a registered dietitian. My then boyfriend, who's now my husband, was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, uh, can I go see Carrie Glassman, who now is like a dear friend of mine? And she taught me about nutrition in this like really easy, like digestible way. I thought it was so cool. So I was like, I think I want to do this for people. So I decided to go to NYU, take some classes. I did my internship and now I have a private practice and I'm actually the dietetic internship director at NYU. So now I teach people how to become dietitians. So it kind of all came full circle, which was really fun and like nice. And, and I love it. I love what I do. I love talking to people every day and just like helping them through whatever their like health journey is. Yeah. And it's funny because I know you and I were talking a little bit before this interview and just like... It's tough to even have these conversations right now because I think people people get so what's the word triggered triggered yes <laughs> thank you they do get they get triggered by it and and yeah. I, I was interested in like your perspective around these conversations and just in case anybody's like why are we talking about losing weight in 2020 there's enough going on yeah well I think first of all the problem is is that for so long everyone's gone like against science so like we're letting I mean. I love you, Beyonce, but like, what does Beyonce know about weight loss? Nothing. Beyonce is a quadrillionaire and Beyonce has a lot of means and her chef can make, make lettuce taste like Reese's. So whatever diet she's doing is not the diet for you. That's number one. But because of that, people have gone like the other way and they're just looking for all these fads. And so of course, fads then elicit disordered eating because when you're doing a fad diet, you drop weight really fast and then you get like so hyper-focused and so motivated by that thing. And it's not a healthy way, but there's nothing wrong with if you want to lose 10 pounds, maybe your joints hurt. Maybe you don't, you don't feel good not being able to fit into your pants. And that gives you like some mental health issues, right? Because now you're hyper-focused on the fact that you are not able to fit into the pants that you once fit into. Like whatever your health goals are, that's fine as long as we're doing them in a sustainable way. So I don't think that weight loss is a dirty word. I just think that the approach needs to be something that, like I said before, is sustainable. And I think that's where the problem is. But the second someone hears like, oh, somebody help me lose 10 pounds or like, exactly, you shouldn't be dieting in 2020. And it's like, well, we, there's a whole way we can navigate around that. Yeah. And I mean, foods do have such an impact on like all parts of our life. Like I had, a, there's um. I had Max Lugavere who wrote Genius Foods. He was on the podcast and he said something that like, I always remember he was like, gar like in terms of um, programmers, like programmers who program um, any kind of website or anything, like they have like a term called garbage in equals garbage out. Like if you put bad stuff into your body, like that's our operating system. And that's a big piece. Like that's where I started to get really into not like wellness, but like just like the foods that I was eating and like how they, how they affect my mental health. Like not even yeah. just my body or like anything like that. It like comes down to like even just mental health, which yeah. I talk about all the time on this podcast. So I, I am very excited that we're, we're, opening up the combo today. Yeah. I um, I always tell this story that one year for Lent, I gave up chocolate. I eat chocolate every day. Like I gave it up and my son is like, mommy, I have not seen you eat chocolate in many days. So like I eat chocolate every day. I love it. Like whatever. So I gave it up. And then on Easter, of course, I was like a crackhead and I was like, where's the chocolate? So I ate all the chocolate. And then the next day I woke up like 
hungover, like <laughs> worse than any drinking thing that's ever happened in my life. I was like, I think I'm dying. And I was like, what is this? My husband's like, well, you like got off the drugs and then got on them again. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. And then I felt like depressed because I was, you know, I was coming off the sugar high. So it was a real thing. Like if you're always eating shit food or like tons of like, like sugary things, you're always going to feel like so sluggish when your body like metabolizes that. So it's not like ideal to be like living your life on just like fatty foods, fried foods, high sugary foods, because you are always going to have this like up and down. And so like, you're never going to be like stable. And so that is going to contribute to things, you know, if you do have like a propensity towards like depression or, you know, just a lot of highs and a lot of lows, you might want to watch that sort of thing. Totally. Totally. And I'm, I'm especially interested to get into it. I mean, this year, because I feel like, wow, (laughs) 2020, man, we're coming up. I don't even know. I know. And we, I know you talk a lot about, you know, like the relationship between emotions and eating. And I would love for you to kind of maybe like talk a little bit about that, especially as it relates to kind of around the holidays. Yeah. Like people are always trying to like associate what they eat with like, like, oh, like shame. Like, right. It's like, oh, I did this really bad thing today. And I'm like, oh, what was it? It's like, I ate a cookie and you're like, okay, so what? So I'm always saying like, if you're going to eat the cookie and you know, you're going to feel depressed about it, then don't eat it because you have to eat every day. There's like no going around it. So you can't really start like associating like shame around that. Then on top of it, like it's COVID, like how many people have lost a loved one? So now it's going to be you're you're at the holiday meal and you don't have your loved one around or just the fact that like there are no holiday meals with your loved ones. Like my father has literally canceled Thanksgiving and has forbidden anyone to get together. He's like the patriarch of the family. So, so my cousins are like, can't come over. <laughs> no Thanksgiving. It's like, it's like, oh my God. Okay. So like now people are like alone. Right. And then maybe they're going to make a meal or maybe they're just going to sit home and like drink a bottle of wine. And then the next day they're going to feel depressed. And it's going to be this like spiral where they continue to be depressed and feel sad and feel shame around everything that they've done. But really you have to look at it. I always say, you have 35 chances a week to like do well, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Maybe it's that you're on a plant-based journey or you're on a weight loss journey or you're on a healthy gut journey, whatever that is. Cause then it's like, like easier to attack. Like, okay, I have five chances today to eat more plant-based meals and I did it three times. So I'm successful because I did it more than 50% of the time. So you kind of look at it that way. And then you can also think alternatively, okay, it was Thanksgiving. I ate two pies and I ate a bottle of wine, but now it's, you know, Friday and I'm waking up and I am back on my regimen. So I'm just going to, I'm going to eat, do better. So maybe that's going to be oatmeal for breakfast or maybe it's it's not like starving. Mm -hmm. You need to eat and like get back on the horse, but you don't need to be so extreme. Just like acknowledge that and move on from it. It, Like it's over. Like, you know, hopefully you enjoy yourself and you can like forgive yourself for whatever shame you're inflicting on yourself. But you have to remember that like nobody cares, even me as a dietitian that maybe you've hired. I don't care if you overeat at your Thanksgiving meal. Like we can just move past that and keep going and do better. And that's what people have to realize so that they don't get stuck in that spiral and that rut. Cause it's like this excuse to just like keep going into this spiraling place. Yeah. Like you don't have to beat yourself up. Right. Right. Yeah. Like who cares? Honestly. Who cares? Honestly. Think of, think of like all the crappy people there are out there in the world doing way worse than eating cookies. You're like, <laughs> you're good, sis. It's fine. <laughs> 
I know. I've actually, I, I can say like, I, I never really feel that guilty. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty good, I'd say, but I do have, you know, like if, there, if I want a chocolate chip cookie, like, and it's not even a special occasion, like it's not even Thanksgiving or anything like that, like I'm going to eat it. So I like yeah. that approach of like looking at, you know, maybe your week as a whole and all your meals and like trying to focus on like when you did it right, you know? Exactly, exactly. But you know what? If you see you saying that, you saying like, if I want a chocolate chip cookie, it doesn't have to be a special occasion. I just eat it. Then that takes the charge away from the food. And then you have less of a propensity to binge in other places. Because it's not like a special thing for you. You're just like, oh, there's a cookie here. I want to eat it great. Or no, I don't want to eat that cookie and that's fine. And so I think the more that people look at food that way, the more successful they're going to be. For anybody who maybe struggles with that a little bit, like where do you start to kind of like separate the emotion from the food? It's a really hard journey. And I think, first of all, like acknowledging it out loud and also understanding that you're not alone. That if I pulled 10 people on the street, 10 of them Hmm. would say, or five, nine of them would say that they think the same way, that they're thinking about what they're eating. They feel guilty that they ate the cookie, that they shouldn't do these things, all the things that they shouldn't do because there's this narrative out there where everyone is judging everyone. Even today, just before I started talking to you, I went downstairs in my office to get a seltzer and I saw this mom with her kid and the kid was like acting like a jackass and the mom wasn't like controlling him. And I was like, like, I was judging this woman, but like, why was I judging her? She's just trying to hang on. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's just like inside you because that's, and so because you're doing it and other people, it's just this crazy cycle, but we don't need to do that. We need to just say like, stop judging ourselves, stop judging others, let people live. Everybody is struggling. And the more that you recognize that, the more you can forgive yourself and start to that, like that process of like, okay, this is what I want to do today. And like, Maybe tomorrow I'm not going to do it. I'm not sure, but I'm going to try and see. Like You can try every single day to do better. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So let's say like you go into you know the holidays and you know you maybe have some of these like triggering emotions around food or anything like that. Like, Do you have any tips around maybe avoiding it? Or I know some people, some families are like, <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to Thanksgiving dinners where the family can be like a little bit judgmental around, um, you know, maybe if you're avoiding certain foods or something like that. Like my poor fiance is gluten-free and I swear to God, every time we do a holiday, everyone's like, well, are you really, are you really trying to be gluten-free? He's like, I, I, I have, I, this, this, I have to be like <laughs> borderline allergic. So if, if anybody's experiencing like those emotions, like maybe you're around family and, and getting pressure, like what would you, what would you say about that? Well, first of all, I want to say that you fulfill a role in everyone's life. So if you're the person that's like always eating the candy or always drinking the wine or always doing those things, and then you stop doing it, then people feel some kind of way about it. It's like, oh, like maybe your fiance would always eat the desserts. So like his aunt had someone to eat the desserts with and now she doesn't. And so she's like, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do? It's like, live your life, leave me alone. So you have to like, remember that it's not about you per se, it's about them. So there's there's that piece. But also I always advise people like, don't spend the day like not eating or like not doing your regular routine. So let's say you're going to your family at three o'clock, like wake up, do your morning exercise that you would normally do. Like eat your breakfast, have your snack, eat your lunch, eat normally so that when you get someplace, you're not like starving so that you're, you're not like ravenously hungry and like not able to think clearly. So you're just like eating whatever you see, right? If you're properly fueled, then you can be like, well, no, I'm not eating the gluten because I need to be gluten-free and I'm fine. You do what you're going to do and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But if you didn't eat all day, you might be like, 
ah, fuck it. I'll just, it's just one time I can do it and and I'll be bad with you or whatever that is. So that, those are like, that's the main thing, but always, always remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Like they want someone to drink with, so they don't feel like an alcoholic. They want somebody to eat sweet sweets. They're guilty about their diet, like all of those things. And also a lot of people are jealous about your resilience. So like if you're if you know that you have to do something for a certain reason and you're able to keep that up and they're not, they feel some kind of way. Mm. They're like, oh, like, so they're trying to like push you to be like them. So just don't really pay too much attention. That's so funny. That's so true too. I feel like I know I do this and I feel like this is almost like an American thing. Like you, you wait all day for Thanksgiving. Like yeah. you don't eat anything else because you are saving right. up for the meal and then you just go ham. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know I always feel this way. So I, that's, this is usually my MO. Like I don't eat all day. And then I get to Thanksgiving. I have like three to three and a half plates. I feel like absolute shit afterwards. I wake up the next day because I'm eating a lot of foods I don't normally eat. And Mm -hmm. I I know we kind of talked about mentally, you know, kind of forgiving your, for quote unquote, forgiving yourself and knowing you can do better the next time. But is there anything like physically you could do? Like if you actually feel sick? Like, are there certain foods you can eat the next day to kind of help bring like back balance to your body? Yeah. I always notice that like a lot of people just feel like super bloated, right? Because you're like introducing like all these foods that maybe you don't normally eat. So just like dandelion root tea, like really helps with um, like a diuretic. So like getting rid of the bloat or like kiwi is another one. It's like a natural diuretic. So you could have that and it's like very fresh tasting, you know, just like a lot of water, maybe some electrolytes, going for a walk, get like everything moving and just like back to your like balanced equilibrium will definitely um, help you. But like also just like moving on from it, like don't feel bad, maybe like a little meditation. I always like to meditate before I get in with my family because my family is huge and like intense. So I like to do a little meditation before and also like the next day. So that'll also just like help you with like a good mindset. So that's usually what I recommend for people. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think doing a meditation practice if you're spending a lot of time with family is probably a good idea in general. (laughs) 100%, 100%. quick break to shout out some of our awesome sponsors who make this show possible. Starting with Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming, Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your man's family jewels. It's holiday season, which means it's time to buy gifts for you and your man. So get him something he'll actually use like the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It includes everything he needs to keep his jingle balls looking and dare I say, smelling their best. Nothing kills the vibe like some musty, bushy ass, unkept nether regions. So think of Manscaped as the gift that keeps on giving. Their gift ready perfect package includes the Lawnmower 3.0, which is an electric trimmer that revolutionized the grooming game with its waterproof design and advanced skin safe technology, meaning it basically reduces cuts on your man's nuts. The perfect package also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserve and Crop Reviver products, which keeps balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. Men, I mean, you guys put deodorant on your armpit, so why wouldn't you put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know his manhood is in good hands. And to put a bow on it, the perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep his junk feeling fresh 
all day long. So get the men in your life the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. And my guys listening, I mean, you can also get this gift for yourself and trust me, she'll appreciate it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGKID at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGKID. Naughty or nice, this is the number one gift on Santa's Lift. Hop on the trending sled today. Also, I know we've been talking about some of the stresses around the holiday season. So if you need stress relief, go beyond quick fixes with Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. Whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. I mean, overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus and increase your overall sense of well-being. And it is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. You guys have heard me talk about meditation before. I mean, I swear by it. I'm I'm someone who has anxiety on the reg and meditation has helped me get that shit a little more under control. And especially when I was first starting to meditate, Headspace was a great introduction. Like I love how they guide you through meditations to take the guesswork out of doing it. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. It makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Just go to headspace.com slash big kid. That's headspace.com slash big kid for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal that they're offering right now, head to headspace.com slash big kid today. I kind of wanted to ask you too, because I know we've kind of been talking about like the one meal and all of that, but sometimes over the holidays, like, you know, you might be staying with family over a period of time. I know when I stay with my family, like I just can't escape the bad eating. So I just dive in, like we're eating bagel. I'm eating like two bagels a day, you know, like we're, yeah. we're I just lean in, you know, I'm like, yeah. hey, whatever. Are there other tricks you can kind of do? Like I, I, I experimented like with intermittent fasting, like I intermittent fast normally, but I found that, you know, kind of um, closing my eating window and making it smaller has helped me, at least in the digestion sense, because that's another thing, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm eating a bunch of foods I don't normally eat. Like my digestion is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can you tell, for anybody who is maybe like interested in intermittent fasting, can you like talk about that? Or if you have other other tips, like that's just like one thing. Yeah, intermittent fasting is totally fine if you feel that it's going to help you and you can stay, you know, regimented in that window, right? Like we notice actually that people who intermittent fast don't necessarily do better than people who eat a varied diet just because the way of execution is um, different for everybody. And also it's like, are you using it as an excuse to just like 
eat all the bad things in like the small amount of time? Or is it truly like you're just trying to like control because you know you're like in this kind of strange place or maybe you're a shift worker. So the hours that you eat are a little bit weird. I also think I tell people like, it's like when you go on vacation, like you don't need to day drink because if you day drink by five o'clock, you're asleep. So it's the same thing here, right? Like you don't need to be off plan, whatever your plan is, because then you're going to feel really bad later on in the day. Your digestion is going to be screwy. You're going to feel tired, maybe irritable. So if you know that your family likes to eat sweets or likes to eat like heavier dinners, why don't you just like eat however you would normally eat and do the things that you would normally do in the day. And then at night, decide, okay, that's when I'm going to like enjoy with my family and like maybe have a glass of wine and a dessert and eat whatever they're eating. But during the day, I want to do the things that I know will make me feel good so that I can at least like stand a chance of like normalcy because I don't want to feel bad at the end of the day. And that usually works pretty well for people because it's not like a heavy lift. You don't have to do like too many crazy things or like bring your own food or anything like that. Yeah. The bringing your own food. I feel like I read that in a magazine it's not realistic. You can't do that with your family. They'll be like, what's your problem? Why are you being so weird? Yeah, like they look Why at you, you like you're food? crazy. <laughs> yeah, like we have food here. My mother would be like, you think I don't have food? I'm like, no, dad, I know you have food. And I, like, so no, that does not yeah, work. Yeah, but here are my apple world. slices. <laughs> yeah. But like, get the like, fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my parents, my parents are always like, well, you know, Vanessa and like the vegetables. And I'm like, you, what? Like vegetables, like, like I made them up. Like, by the way, my mother is a nurse and my father is an engineer. So these are not like stupid people. And they're just like, you know, she always has to eat these vegetables. I'm like, yeah, fuckers eat vegetables. <laughs> so I told, I, I totally get it. I guess. Yeah. That's so funny on that. Cause I was going to add I was going to kind of ask like of other like little tips you could do. And I was going to say like maybe bringing snacks or like drinking a ton of water or something like that. Like, are yeah. those like actual things that you would suggest or? Yeah, you can. It's just like, where are you going and how is it like received? Right. So my mother-in-law, like, slash probably hates me because I'm, I do bring snacks just because like they, they just eat things I would never eat in a million trillion years. Mm. Like one time, one time my mother-in-law made me a grilled chicken for lunch. And I was like, wow, this chicken is so good. Like you just grill it in a pan. I've never grilled the chicken that it tasted so moist. She's like, oh yeah, I grilled it with the bacon fat from this morning's bacon. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so you can't trust her. I can't trust this lady. So it's like that, right? And so, so yeah, you can totally bring your own snacks. Like there's tons of like little portable things, right? Like portable trail mix, portable nuts. Like everybody has fruit at their house. You can like combine those things together. People usually have eggs. You could like hard boil some eggs. So like you're not offending anyone whose house that you're at, but also at the same time, you can still stay true to yourself because like how many days are you going to be at somebody's house? You could definitely drink like electrolyte water. Like Vital Proteins now has this like delicious like lemon lime electrolyte water that I'm obsessed with. I drink it all the time. You can put it in a mason jar. It's kind of fun. Um, but other than that, like family is like, they just like to sit around food. Like the kitchen is the epicenter of the house. Mm-hmm. Whenever you ha- go to a house, you know, like your, my apartment is like, you know, fancy Viking, everything like, you know, new construction. And we were like, oh, the open concept. Like, cause you're just in the kitchen all day. That's all you do. Yeah. All day long. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, this, is, this is what you do. Like when I go to my parents' house, we are all in the kitchen and the dining room. They have this huge house in the kitchen and the dining room all the time. So that's just where everybody goes. So it's kind of hard to escape because food is, is connection. It's how we connect to our families. It's cultural. It's just like how people show love. So it's really hard 
to escape it unless you come from like one of these families. One of my really good friends is like English and like doesn't care about food. And he's like, that's because English people just don't care about food because we don't cook anything good. I'm like, that's fine. So, <laughs> so he's like, he's like one of the only people I know that like doesn't care about food, but everyone else is like, we're into it. Yes. This is how we all grow up. Especially during the holidays. You get like all, all the things that you don't normally get. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's amazing. I know. One one piece before we move on. So like, is there is there like an appropriate amount of water that will help you like, that will help curb your, your eating? Or like, because you know, like sometimes there's like a lot. You, yeah. So like, is there what... Because sometimes if you're, if you're really thirsty, you think you're hungry and then you eat, right? So you should be drinking enough water. And no, people do not drink enough water. So you're really looking for like 90 to 100 ounces of water a day. That's what you're looking for as an adult. It's really hard to get in. Also like people, I mean, it's not, it's not hard if you train yourself and you do it all the time and you have like the right water bottle and you fill it up four times and that's fine. But people, their answer to me is always like, well, then I have to go to the bathroom all the time. I'm like, well, it's COVID now. So you can drink that water and train your bladder. So do it. <laughs> so yes, if you are properly hydrated, you will not eat as much because a lot of times you just need some water. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's really it. And like, also like, maybe you're bored. So why don't you just like go outside and take a walk? You're just sitting around like looking at the four walls and you're like, oh, maybe I am hungry. Like, you're not hungry. Like my kids will be like, I'm hungry. I'm like, you're actively eating. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Eat that first. <laughs> and, like, and then I'll be like, let's go for a walk. You know, like during COVID, like we didn't send them to camp, whatever. So we go for a walk, we'd come back and they'd be like, Oh, and go off and like play something else. It just needed like a change of scenery. Yeah, boredom I think is like an important thing to uh, you know be be aware of because you're right, especially when you're home and you're not like you're not in your own space where you can like do all the things like that you want to do. Exactly. You don't know where you are. You're just like, can I? Is there a spin class? Is there a place to walk? Like, where am I? This is crazy. I want to go. Yeah. Like, why is it so dark and it's four o'clock? Like, please get me out of here. So yeah, I think just changing the scenery. Like I said, try some meditation, get out of there. You'll, you can fare a little bit better for sure. Yeah. I wanted to ask this question too, because I know like you focus a lot on like weight management and you work with clients on like maintaining weight or maybe even like losing weight. And I'm going to get so much hate for this question, but whatever. Because like I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a bride to be. So like, I'm actually like more conscious than ever in my life of like, maintaining weight and like, I don't want to like put on any pounds. I got the stupid dress that I have to fit into in a few months. And I'm actually, while I'm on the subject, I'm actually so mad because I was supposed to get married this summer. So last holidays, I went through this where I was like being really conscious and like not going too crazy. And now I have to do it again, two holidays Um, in a row. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I know. But I know we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, bringing in food substitutions and how it's like not always like realistic? Like, are there any other like tips you would give for somebody who wants to be like pretty conscious about, you know, what they're putting in their bodies? Well, you could like for the holiday, like I said, like eat like how you would normally eat, right? Like having your breakfast and like whatever your snacks are, however you do it. And then like for the main meal, you have to say to yourself, like, I'm just going to have like the one plate and I'm going to decide, am I having dessert or am I having wine? I can't have both because like you have a goal, right? And you don't want to overdo it because you just don't want to feel any kind of way. Of course, like the one holiday meal is not going to affect you whatsoever, but 
maybe it's going to affect your mental state. Maybe it's going to affect how you feel mentally and you're going to worry about it. And like for, so for me, I feel like that's not worth it. So I'd rather you just like have a ton of greens, have like the one thing, like maybe it's the macaroni and cheese is like your favorite thing. So like have that on the plate and then that's it. And you, you just, you were able to enjoy, but within reason for you, like in, in your comfortability level and like not all will be lost. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. Like if I were to look at my plate, like what would you suggest? Like you mentioned the greens. Yeah. So I would do like half the plate is a green vegetable. And then you would do like another, like the other three quarters or whatever would be the protein. And then the other quarter could be like the starch. So like rice or potatoes or mac and cheese or a biscuit or like whatever it is that is your favorite thing. Yeah. Oh, I have seen that on your Instagram. You are like not anti-carb. I'm not. <laughs> Which I uh, I commend. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that for anybody who's like, you know, have just been hearing for years, like stay away from carbs, stay away from carbs. Well, I always tell everyone, I'm like, remember in the 80s when nobody was really fat? They ate carbs, right? They thought that fat was the enemy and not carbs. So like everybody eat carbs. Our bodies need carbs. Our liver will make carbs in the absence of them for a while. So you're not going to get into ketosis or whatever for a long time. But like the amount of carb is what matters and also like your size. So like if you are 140 pounds, and I say like carb and starch are different. You would only really get like one to two starches a day. So that's like rice, pasta, corn, peas, potatoes, bread, right? But you can get carbs in vegetables, carbs in fruit, carbs in yogurt. So carbs exist in other things. It's just that people don't understand like what makes up a macronutrient. But if you want like these starchy carbs, well, like, yeah, the serving size is like one English muffin. And yeah, the serving size is one, a half of a potato. And that's not diet culture. That's not, that's science. That's biochemistry. That's fact. If you don't like it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, you're, you're free to eat whatever you want. But if, if you want to know what, what the serving amount is, it's because a 15 gram carbohydrate load is what spikes your blood sugar, right? And then the pancreas sends the insulin out to take that and uptake into the cells. So a 15 gram carbohydrate load is one slice of bread. That's just science. This is what it is. So if you want to keep your blood sugar stable and you don't want to have your, you know, insulin, your insulin spiked in your bloodstream, then you would keep that into like a controlled amount. So yeah, definitely eat carbs, but you need to understand like how much is appropriate for your body. Yeah. Wow. One slice of bread. That hurts. That hurts a little bit. It hurts. It hurts. Also, my husband, that dickhead, he was making like Balthazar's quality bread in the beginning of quarantine. He like restaurant quality. You were like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just trying to make this work. And then he would like put olive oil and like eat half the loaf. I'm just like, and he got a six pack. Oh my God, this guy. Yeah, I got a six pack. <laughs> but like, I'm not, a, I'm not really like a bread person. I want like French fries. So I, I don't care about bread. I want fries mm. and cookies. That's, those are the things I like. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cookie girl all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I thought was kind of interesting and you just said it, you're like, you know, it back in the eighties. And like to me, I always I when I hear the eighties, I'm like, oh, that was twenty years ago, even though it was like forty years ago. But yeah, yeah. what do you think, like as a dietitian, like what do you think has changed where like we've gone so extreme the other direction? Where like obesity is it, like, like pretty and well, I mean, food is more processed. Right. So, like everything is more processed because we have more technology and more science. And so, we don't want to go back to basics. We want to like just mass produce everything and like make things because everything is like so convenient. That's where we have like this over processing. And that's part of the problem. People don't move as much. Everyone's looking for a fad. And then we have like 
Instagram and Facebook. We didn't, we didn't have those things back in the day. So because we didn't have those things, there wasn't this big narrative out there, right? Like, yeah, like, okay, there was, there was Atkins diet. And yeah, okay, there was like low fat, which we know what isn't right. But like, you know, there was maybe like one kid in your class, in your whole school, maybe that was overweight. And now you have how many kids in schools are overweight? Tons, right? You see them all the time. And like, and your family members and your, and your colleagues and the people in your building. And so it's really, and no one wants to go back to basics. I even talk about like strawberries. When I was a kid, I love strawberries and you could only get them in the summer. And they came in these little green pints. They were so tiny. They're so tiny. Now they're like this big. Mm. They come in like huge containers and you get them all year round because we're just like mass producing everything. So I don't really know what the answer is because the food industry is such a huge, huge animal that like we can't take on on ourselves. But we do need to be like a little bit smarter and we like don't need to be afraid of carbs. If you ate more carbs in the day, you would be less likely to overeat sweets at night. Mm. People don't like make that connection, but like your body needs glucose. You need carbs. So if you had carbs, like if you had like a little bit of like butternut squash at lunch, then you wouldn't eat cookies at night. Mm. That kind of actually reminds me of, um, I, I saw a talk with uh, Dr. Gundry. Are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He was just talking, he was talking about this and, and you reminded me of it with the strawberries because he was talking about how, you know, like we were like evolving as a species, you know, we ate foods based off of like when they were harvested. So like we, we ate strawberries in the summer and they have a lot of sugar in them because our body and our bodies, you know, needed that sugar for energy, you know, that was longer days. And then also to store fat because we were getting into a, um, you know, like getting into a season where it was going to be colder and stuff like that. So over the summer, you know, our bodies were like, I'm probably explaining this terribly. (laughs) I know. But um, so he, he always kind of talks about like, when you're going back to basics, like going back to eating, you know, seasonal foods. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like right now, delicata squash is in season and it's delicious and it's really low in carb and really high in fiber and it's sweet. And so it's really nice to just like chop it up, a little olive oil, salt and pepper, roast it and like have that on the side. Like It's delicious. And that is enough to like curb that sweet feeling, right? But people are really uncomfortable trying those things. I have a lot of patients, I'll be like, try this, try that. And they're like, you want me to eat like squash? Want me to eat bread? Like I just told them to like smoke crack. It's so crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guys, do what I want for a week. And if it doesn't work, we'll do what you want. They always end up coming back, having lost weight or, you know, just feeling like very motivated or like maybe they didn't gain any weight at all doing what I said. And so then they're like, okay, I trust you. Like, let's keep going. I'm like, right. I'm not going to do you dirty. Like, obviously I know what's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I want you to succeed. <laughs> You're coming exactly. to me for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Well, I know um, we're wrapping things up, but I wanted to, I wanted to see if there was, I, I know you motivate clients frequently. So is there any like motivational words or any other last minute tips that you would give us to kind of get through, get through this time? Yeah. Well, I, I want to say like, everyone is on a different journey. So just like stay in your lane. Like don't compare yourself to someone else. And like, you don't need to feel guilty about anything. Like if you had your cookie, I hope you enjoyed it. Like tomorrow's a new day or like lunchtime is a new meal. Like it's not a big deal. Not all is lost. Like you will recover from it. And also like, you don't have to attend every party. You don't have to have every drink. You don't have to eat every sweet treat. Like just do what makes you feel comfortable. And if those things make you feel comfortable, great, do it and enjoy. But like, Hopefully 2021 brings us all better days. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Everything is going to be back to normal 2021. Everything's going to be great. So just make it through. 
Just yeah, make, make it through, guys. Oh my yeah. gosh. Vanessa, thank you so much for being on today. If we want to find more from you or we want to get... I've seen you have recipes and all that good stuff. Where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Rosetto RD. Come see me. And also, I have a really cute golden doodle who's six months old and I put him on all the time. <laughs> Boom. Okay. That is, yeah, that is a come- seller right there. Come for the dog content. I'm gonna I'm gonna post. He tried. I had like um some ice pops, and he tried to lick them today. And I just like let him. I didn't even care. I was like, enjoy your life. <laughs> so cute, so cute. All yeah. right. Well, thank you for being on. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Nice to meet you. All right. That is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I want to give a big shout out to Vanessa Rosetto for being our guest this week. I'm going to link all of her stuff in show notes so you can check her out. Also, if you want to dive a little deeper, come hang out in the Big Kid Problems Facebook group. I'd love to hear what you guys got out of this episode and keep the combo going. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. There are so many podcasts out there. So I truly appreciate you for spending your time with me. And if you haven't done so already, please make sure you're subscribed to the show and maybe leave a little two second review if you have the time. Literally a sentence or two makes a huge, huge difference. And I would just so greatly appreciate it. All right. That is all for this week, folks. We only have one episode left this year. So I hope to see you back here next week. And until then, I will see you next Tuesday.